Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What's up, everybody? It's Ryan Amato and Preston Amato. Today, I think, is Tuesday, the 30th, heading into a different month soon. Uh, and this is our weekly just kind of wrap up. We're going to talk to, uh, not talk to, we're going to talk about some customer issues, some clients, uh, how, how you deal with some difficult clients. And, you know, trust me, without knowing everybody that you work for, you're going to run into difficult people, just like you run into difficult people every day in your life. Uh, we're also going to talk about some contractor issues, some painting contractor issues, uh, how to properly get an epoxy floor estimate and some issues with the virtual estimating process that we can kind of explain uh, our side of that. So um, we're going to get into that and more. Cool. Let's jump right into um, customer questions first. That's that seems to be the most interesting topic for most people. Preston, uh, first question: Why do we do two coats, and where is that important? Okay, so first of all, I would say get get it out of your head about number of coats. We've all been trained to to say one coat, two coat, three coats. And the reason that the manufacturers simplify it that way is because they're measuring paint in thickness. So to achieve certain thicknesses, generally you need certain amount of coats, but it could be changed. You could put, you can put paint on thicker to get the amount of coats that you would in two in one in certain, in certain uh, applications and with certain products. So uh, with epoxy floor, certainly we can, we can um, change the thickness of a coating by using different squeegees, different, um, there are different gauges of a squeegee. So we can put it on thicker, thicker and epoxy means more expensive. Uh, but with a coating exterior, like duration from Sherwin Williams, that's a thicker coating. So you could essentially put two coats on and get the thickness of three coats. Um, so that's why some paints are more expensive than others. Um, we lost Preston somehow. I'll put him back up when he gets back on there. Um, but so here he is right there. So when we uh, use better paints, better paints usually are thicker. Uh, paints can go on thicker. You get a heavier mill and everything looks good. So it's really important on the exterior when you're painting wood um, you'd like a thicker coating because typically, typically it means more protection. Um, so that old wood that you see on old houses where it's been scraped and painted and scraped and painted and you start to see those different, um, levels, you can't totally get rid of them unless you really put the, the work and the effort and the money into it. Um, but a thicker coating definitely helps. That's why 
typically will go to duration, Sherwin Williams duration, Benjamin Moore's um, Regal or their Aura exterior is a good product. Um, I don't know the differences and the thicknesses of them, but I like Sherwin Williams duration for that reason. Um, but epoxy, it's very important. Thicknesses, you're going to see. Um, and again, remember, we're talking about thickness, not coats. So you can kind of get it out of your head with number of coats. Just because you think two coats is better doesn't actually mean that. There's no reason that on a on a thin coating, um, aluminum siding, something like that, that you couldn't put one coat on and still have protection, uh, especially if you have a budget issue and you're using the same color. Now, the, the finish might not look the same. That's the sheen. So you have to watch out for that. Let's get to the second question. All right, kind of going on the same topic. Uh, my deep color uh, isn't covering in two coats. Okay, so this is sometimes an issue, and it always surprises people that um, – so when I go do an estimate or, or anybody does an estimate, any, any painting company, uh, most of the time you don't know what color you're going to use in your house. That That's like an afterthought usually, not always, that uh, we'll get color submitted to us a week or two before the project starts. But with so many jobs going on for every painting company that's out there busy, they're not looking at every color that's coming through until – they arrive at your house. So I can tell you that the reds, the deep yellows are always usually an issue unless you're talking about a stock color. And, you know, we can't control the coverage of the, the paint color that you chose. So we always, not always, we usually figure two coats, but sometimes I mean, I've put, I've put four or five coats on even using special primers underneath the reds and, and the yellows. It just does not cover they use a translucent base. It's paint talk. They use a translucent base. There's no body to the color. It, it takes a lot of colors. If you ever painted your front door, anybody out there, you know that those reds and yellows usually will take more than two coats unless you've lucked out and got a, a really good uh, color. So the reason it costs more is because we don't want to just charge you for four coats of paint. So if we come out to your house and have to do an accent wall or a red door or something and it doesn't cover and we didn't know your color beforehand, that's not really the, the painter's fault. It's not really your fault either. It's the paint. So just be prepared if you're doing accent walls, anything with those those crazy colors. You drive around, you see those nice yellow doors, those nice red doors that I like. Um, usually there's a lot of work put into those and a lot of paint. Uh, Michael Crane says no high reflective white. For what are we talking about, Mike? We can go on to the next question. Um, so going off that, why are accent walls priced more? Well, it's the same. It's it's the same. Really, same question, just put in a different different way. Again, accent walls. We're hoping two coats. Um, but the issue why they actually cost more is there's a little extra work put into them. So you have a whole nother setup. Um, you're trying to cut the straight lines into the other colored walls next to you. So you can't do two walls at one time. You're doing three walls. You have to let those walls dry. You have to come back to them. It's just a little bit of extra labor. Uh, I mean, they're not significantly more money, but I think it does surprise people that, that um, those accent walls are more money. Definitely. And it's a question that we always ask. I always ask on the estimate, are you thinking about any accent walls? Because again, just as they don't know what colors they're using yet, um, we'll show up. We've shown up on jobs and wow, now we have eight accent walls, all different colors. So you have eight extra gallons of paint to buy. You have eight extra roller covers and, you know, a halfway decent roller cover is what average $6, I would say, for a halfway decent one. Maybe you buy them in bulk, so it's $4. You've got an extra $30 to $50 in roller covers, and you have paint. A decent gallon of paint is 40 bucks at least, so 300 You could be into $400 just in materials for eight accent walls. So that's not a cost that the painter should, should eat, definitely, if you want to stay in business. Mike said anything uh, translucent base. Even white. Oh, no, definitely. And Mike's an uh, awesome painter. You should press it. I know you like TikTok. You should be on his TikTok, certainly. Um, 
they do great work on, on cabinets and a lot of cabinet videos. Yeah, anything translucent base. I don't even know why. I guess they have to use that translucent base. But it's just, uh, you know, I know I did a gym one time and we had to put six coats of red on. And we tried everything. They they use different tint bases. They we used um, a Aura. Benjamin Moore makes an awesome primer. I think it comes in red and yellow. Aura uh, deep base primer that looks almost just as good as the finish. I could put a coat of that on and it looks great. But then as soon as you put the finish back on, it, you can look right through the finished paint and see the primer beneath it. So it's a problem. What do you got? Next question: Can I supply my own paint? Hmm. so i'm stubborn i'm stubborn and everybody here probably knows it i really prefer that people don't supply their own paint uh, we just ha we just let somebody do it i've been talking to her the last couple of days the only reason she's able to supply her own paint is because she's supplying regal select um which is a good paint uh the reason we don't want to supply our own paint as a client is because number one, you're, you're, you're kind of avoiding your warranty on most of the work. We have a, many relationships with Sharon Williams and Benjamin Moore. If something happens on a job, it's a lot easier for us to reach out to the representative than it is for the homeowner to reach out to the representative because they're only going to cover uh, the paint itself. They're not going to take care of any of the labor for you. Um, the other issue is it always seems like when clients supply their own paint, there's never enough paint. So, we may need three gallons for the ceilings. They have one. Now they have to run to the paint store and the painters are sitting on a bucket waiting for them to get back. So time's money for everybody. Um, and somebody has to pay for that, that wasted time. We're used to using certain brands of paint. So maybe we use Regal a lot, or maybe we use Duration from Sherwin-Williams. And now the homeowner bought either a higher grade or, or a real low grade of paint and we're just not used to using it. So there, it takes a little bit of a practice to use different paints. You can't just go from one paint to the next different brushes work differently with different paints, different roller covers work differently with different paints. So we like to use what we like to use when we can saves you money. So try not to supply your own paint. Sometimes it happens. I understand. All right, let's jump into a commercial. Cool. Hey, everybody. This is Atlas Cage, founder of Sky Titan Media and musician in the bands Strings of Atlas and Chords of Eve. And you are listening to the Amato Podcast. So turn it up. Unless you're, like, watching on YouTube. In which case, you just want to adjust the sharpness on your TV until this beard looks nice and crisp. Just, uh, yeah, that's, that's what you want to do. He always makes me laugh. I like it. Uh, the one thing um, we want to get into, I think you're heading there right now, is the epoxy floors. Yeah. So we're going to make a video of this. Uh, also, just because you see us on video right here, don't forget about our podcast. We're on almost anywhere where you can find a podcast, Spotify, um, anywhere. Uh, Acast. You can find us at amatopodcast.com. Uh, and you'll find all kinds of different things, not just painting. I mean, we've interviewed Mario Andretti. We've got a bunch of other people coming up. Uh, sports. We're probably going to lose any kind of potential baseball players because the season's going to start. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So what do you got? Epoxy floors. Epoxy floors. So we'll go over the epoxy floor pricing and estimates. Yeah. The one thing we want to talk about, I don't know why it's always with, Epoxy floors, it seems like people think that there's just a magical, uh, you know, piece of paper that I have with like three different pricing pricings on it for a two car garage, three car garage or a one car garage. It's not all the same. I mean, if you think that you're in for a certain surprise when you hire somebody to do your epoxy floor. Um, so we'll get a lot, and this is no offense to anybody, we'll get a lot of messages on Google and text messages from friends. I have a two-car garage. Give me a price. And I'll, we'll say, you know, okay, well, we really need some pictures at the least. Pictures would be awesome. Any kind of history of the floor would be great. Um, and then sometimes they think we're a little crazy. So 
just because you live next to, to Tom as your neighbor and Tom just had his floor done, doesn't mean that your garage is the same, even if it was built by the same people. The mix of the concrete could be different. They could have troweled it really hard, which cl uh, closes all the pores of the concrete up. Then we have some adhesion issues. It could have been sealed with something. Um, and I don't know what you want. So epoxy pricing varies greatly. If you want to use a really good epoxy product, which we want to use, um, I mean, you could be starting at, you know, $3 a square foot, but you can go up to 12, more than that, a square foot. So, you know, if you have a 400 square foot garage and you're talking about a difference between $3 and $12, that's talk, you're talking a lot of money. Um, then there's all the different types of floor that floors that you can get. You could get partially flaked floor. Um, Let's see if I have some pictures I can show up, throw up. So this is partially flaked. I think we showed these last week. Just a little bit of flakes here and there. The next one is a full flake. That's fully flaked. And there's a big difference between those two floors. Uh, this floor right here, this fully flaked floor takes a lot of flakes. So, you know, obviously it's more expensive than that partially flaked floor. The other issue is you need a top coat on top of those flakes. I've seen a ton of homeowner floors where they use the kits from um, Home Depot or Lowe's and they never top coated it with anything. So you have epoxy sitting bare with flakes sitting unsealed. It's going to wear very quickly and epoxy is vulnerable to UV light, the sun. So when you're opening up and closing that garage door every day or you have a window in there, your epoxy, we call it chalking out, it's going to change the shine really quickly, almost like a chalky looking floor. Um, and there's nothing you can do about that. Now you have to, you have a whole different issue going on once that happens. So that's kind of like what the floor that Kyle just did. Yes. That floor. Yep. We also have a, just a solid floor, um, which is just what it sounds like. It's a solid epoxy floor. We still want to top coat it. We still want to top coat it with a protective coating for the UV. Um, especially if you're where we do a lot of garages where they're working on cars in there. So we want to protect the epoxy from grease and oils and chemicals. So you may have us come out and we give you a price and you're like, Oh my gosh, I have another price. That's a thousand dollars cheaper. Well, there is a reason for that. Um, it's not just because that we want to charge you more. You have to, again, we'll go back to the first question. I think, why do you use, two coats and we started talking about thickness with epoxy floors. Thickness is definitely a major difference. When you start investigating why one company is giving you a lower price than all the others, look at the products they're using. That's where they, it always gets you. Um, so we could come in and do a floor a lot cheaper than we do. It's just not going to hold up as long. So long story short, uh, your floor is not the same as your neighbors. It's not the same as your brothers or sisters. We just, we're just asking for some basic information. The more information that you can give us about the floor, uh, the more accurate of a cost we can give you. You would hate for me to give you a price and you didn't tell me about the big crack going down the floor. And then we have to come out and to patch that crack is, is not inexpensive. The products we use to patch cracks are expensive because they're very good products. So, more info you can give, the more accurate of a cost that we can give you. Um, so, and again, we're not asking you to do backflips down the garage or, or pose for pictures or anything. We just want, you know, two, three, four pictures, uh, any information you have on a floor. And I'd be glad to talk to you about the different types of floors that you can have, or I can send you pictures. We try to make it as easy as possible. We send out a form that you can put the pictures on. You can text the pictures to us. Uh, any possible way you can get, send me a drawing, whatever, as long as it has the measurements on it. Uh, and remember not every two car garage is the same dimensions. So as many pictures as you can send and it's quick, you know, no struggles. But if we call, if you call us up for an estimate and say, I have no email, I'm not sending you pictures and I don't want somebody to come out what are we supposed to do? And I'm not exaggerating. We get this a lot that people don't want to send pictures. They don't want a site visit. 
They just want a price. Do you want me to add that to the screen, Preston? What is that? Yeah, this is a flow that Kyle just did. Oh, that's an example of how there was no top coat on their epoxy flake floor. And after a while, this is what happened to it. Uh, yeah, and they've I didn't really look at this floor in person to feel it. There could be other issues going on there. It could have been uh, prepared incorrectly. It could be old. Um, I mean, it's right down to the bare concrete, so that's not a yeah, that's not a great sign. Oh, yeah. What else you got? Uh, you kind of answered it. Um, the next question was why we need pictures, so you answer that. Um, and then. Uh, surprise it costs more um, because you couldn't send pictures to us kind of answer that too yeah the, the last thing we want to do is, is show up and have to charge you more there's there's really no reason for that unless you're talking about an exterior where I couldn't walk around the whole house or I couldn't get up to the second story and look at wood repair or something like that there should be no reason that we show up on an epoxy floor and have to charge you more unless you didn't give us all the information so and that's going to be patching um, it's going to be, you didn't have the proper, uh, electrical and we have to bring a, a, a generator in. Like if you don't have power at all, and we didn't know what kind of power you have and we have to bring a generator in, obviously that costs money. So that, that could be an additional charge. So just again, the more information that you can give, the better it is, especially patching. That's why we asked for the pictures. Next question is, uh, what needs to be done before we arrive to paint? It depends on what the job is. So if you're talking, we're in summer, so you're probably talking exterior painting. Uh, we need bushes and trees cut away from the house. You don't want anything touching your house on the outside. You're always going to see, I can see it right across the street right now. Wish I could show you a picture. You're going to see, I see a tree directly right up against the aluminum siding. So you're going to see, if I would pull that tree back, you're probably going to see mildew um bugs you don't want bugs going on to a wooden house if you don't have to it's direct access for them squirrels there's a hole in the house next door so i got squirrels jumping from the tree into the house into the siding of the house um we want those cut away we want your furniture moved away from the house uh grills moved away from the house anything that that you want to protect we would want moved away from the house if you're talking inside it's almost the same thing we want your pictures taken off the wall um, if you're going to move the pictures around and not put them back in the same spot, all we do, we want you to pull out the screw or the nail head. If we see a hole, we're going to patch it for you. If you leave the nail head in or the screw in, we'll go around it for you so that we know that you took a lot of time putting your pictures in an exact spot, that that's where they're going to go. Um, again, center your furniture if you can. If it's a huge piece, let's discuss it on how we're going to move it safely. Um, you know, try to confine the pets if you can. We like, we like pets, but I had one time a dog who was very friendly, but when we opened up the paint can, they put the lid face up where the wet paint was still facing up on the paint can. And the dog came over and stepped on the lid and took off through the house. So there was, you know, wet paint dog paws on the hardwood floor, which is not a big deal. It's water-based paint, but um, funny story. So try to confine them if you can. What else you got? Last one here for uh, customer questions is a uh, spray or roll. I don't know if you're talking about cabinets or. Well, if Michael's still on here, he'll probably disagree with me totally. Um, but I, that's a different conversation. We could probably bring him on one day to talk about this. I would love to. Listen, for us, for the work that we do, spray versus roll, spraying is, is the means for us to get the paint to the surface. Fine finish spraying is a different story, and I think that's where Mike would come in at. Um, although we do paint cabinets, and we do a lot of cabinets, um, we're typically either using a combination of spraying and rolling, you know, spraying the doors and the drawers and and brushing and rolling the bases or we're brushing and rolling both and where where he'll disagree with me is we can we can get a very close finish to spraying 
with the, the proper person brushing and rolling and doing a little bit of, of tweaking to the paints. Um, the normal person in, in the type of work that we do is not going to notice the, the difference uh, from spraying versus rolling. Outside, again, we want to get the paint to the surface as fast as we can. Um, we'll back brush wood just because I, I, I like the way it looks better. Uh, wooden decks will spray sometimes and back brush them. Uh, I don't totally agree with the back brushing just for adhesion that you're going to hear from a lot of people. Um, but not a huge difference. If you're painting your car, yes, you want to spray your car. You're not going to brush and roll your car. But for a house, for cabinets, wait. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We're using the sprayer as a tool to get the paint to the surface quicker. Faster jobs um, means a reduction in the budget for the client. But it's always a, always definitely a question. All right. Hi, folks. Ed Hurd, 86 World Series, New York Mets. And you're watching the Amato Podcast. Cool. All right. Let's jump into difficult clients. Sure. Do we have four hours? No, not really. Not every customer is difficult. I, and again, Preston, I think we should get some other contractors on here to talk about some of their stories. Ninety-five uh, percent of the people that we work for are are very nice, reasonable, understanding, great people to see. Even after the jobs are over, and you see a lot of them on Facebook who will comment, you know, years afterwards on on how happy they are with everything and the communication and whatnot. But then there's the others who bring nightmares to the people who work for them. And it's not just us. So it could be, you know, other companies that they've worked for. It could be, you know, I was just looking on last night. Perfect example. I would, my gym just opened up. So I was on their Facebook page and now I remember that, these businesses have just went through three months of not being open, no money coming through, um, struggling with their own family stuff. And the comments that I see are completely ridiculous. Um, they didn't open up their childcare because obviously they're trying to open up slowly and make sure everything's everybody's safe. And they don't want to stick a bunch of kids in a daycare room. That's the size of, you know, a 15 by 15 room. So the comments are, 
well, will I be refunded a difference of, you know, $5 a month because there's no daycare open? I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, the other, I saw comments in there from other gyms welcoming anybody who's not happy to come join their gym. I would never go to that gym just for the fact I saw him post that. I would never go there. I'm not going to say who it was, but I would never go there. So that's the kind of things you deal with. Um, and it starts with the first call on an estimate. Um, and I think, actually, let's write that down. And I, we can reach out to some other contractors next week. I would like to talk to them about this. They're going to all be similar stories. Um, the first call on the estimate is where we're, we're kind of testing the waters on how how easy will this person be to work for. So we want to make sure that the, the job's going to be easy and nice and comfortable for everybody, for the client. They're going to have a great experience. But also for the office, the office does not want to work with, with difficult people. They just don't. It's not worth it. There's so many jobs going on and people who appreciate what we do and what other companies are doing, what restaurants are doing been through that you don't have to work for difficult people. Uh, so when somebody calls up, we just talked about it and we're doing virtual estimates and some on-site estimates as well. And they want a virtual estimate, but they don't want to send pictures. They have no email, which is, Everybody has email. And if you don't have email, you know somebody who has email. Somebody in your family has email. So that's going to be an issue because everything we do in life is through email. So you're going to get your invoices through email. You're going to get your proposal through email. Everything's through email. Communications through email. It's quicker. Uh, but, okay, let's assume that you're maybe a senior citizen. You just don't believe in email. You know, my dad didn't have email, um, still had a flip phone, you know, that whole deal. But when he needed to have an email or get something, oh, magically he could do it. There was an email somewhere. So that's that's number one. You're being a little difficult. You don't want to give us the information to get you the estimate. You don't want to give us your phone number. Uh, that's another one. You give us a fake phone number. Um, you give us a fake email. You know, we catch that right away because we do use the email to send you very important information. Um, you have no availability if we want to do an on-site estimate. You can only meet us on the weekend. That's another thing. So, you know, we we also have families and we work normal business hours. I don't uh, ask anybody to do more than that in the office unless they, they want to. So you're being difficult. So I always say, you know, if you're being difficult now before the job even starts, what happens when the job starts? Uh, no communication. We had a we we did the estimate. We gave you the proposal, and you you ghost us. So that's one reason our proposals are valid for 14 days. We're just not going to spend the the effort chasing anybody. Uh, we try to give pricing right on the spot right away. Uh, unfortunately you get a lot of people who are car shopping, price shopping. Um, they're not really the people that you want to work for any of the contractors out there. You want to work for people who are going to appreciate you and your company and what you do, no matter what business you're in. Um, price shoppers are always going to find somebody cheaper. There's always somebody cheaper out there and the painting industry is no different. Um, unfortunately you can go buy a bucket and a roller cover and a handle and call yourself a painter. Uh, so we have to watch out for that and it goes for any business. Um, unreasonable expectations and time frame. So we always, one of our first questions always is what is your time frame? You can't really expect a professional company to have an unlimited time frame. Like you can't call up today and expect us to be there tomorrow, but it, it happens. And, um, Maybe you just don't know that companies are busy, but what happens is that's not going to be good enough for anybody. And they're going to start calling around every other company until they find somebody who will come out tomorrow. And that's when you could have issues. Um, unreasonable expectations again are, it comes back to that first phone call when they email the office at eight and nobody got back to them and they start going crazy and sending 15 emails 
and it's only 8.05. Or they called and left a message on Sunday and don't understand why nobody's at the office. And then everybody's coming back in on Monday and Mondays are always hectic in the, in the office and nobody can get back to them until Tuesday. Or, you know, they don't understand why um, I can't answer every phone call or I can't go to every job or I don't know anything about their project um, or why Tanya can't call them back every time they call and they've called 15 times today. It just doesn't happen. Uh, there's not a lot of companies who have people just at their disposal to, to take care of these things all day long, 24 seven. Some people I know are actually on site painting and, and doing their own work and trying to do the office work at the same time. So they're answering the phone when they can, they're smaller companies. Uh, but with us, you just have to be a little patient. Um, we do the best that we can. Everybody does the best that they can. Every company I know does the best that they can. They get back to you in a timely fashion when they can. Um, if you shoot an email out, I check my email once a day. So if you, if you're coming back with, uh, maybe people will say I'm wrong, but you know, it takes a lot of stress off of me. Uh, and I tell the people in the office, I can see them on their phone. Tanya is a good one. I'll pick on Tanya a little bit. Tanya's on her phone all the time. I'm talking to her face to face and she'll be on her phone. And, uh, you know, we've worked on this to not, to not do that because it just brings you a lot of stress because that email's not going to stop. If you reply right away and they reply back, it's just going to go back and forth, back and forth all day long while you have 25, 30, 40 other things to do. So I check my email once a day. Um, I use the getting things done philosophy. If you want to check that out, getting things done um, basically is if you can do it in less than I use less than a minute, I do it right away. If it takes longer than a minute, I schedule it. That's it. I schedule everything. I'll schedule going to the post office. I schedule going to the grocery store. I, if you look at my calendar, everything's scheduled, everything. And if I miss it, I miss it. So anyway, I check my email once a day. That's when I answer customer questions. If I did the estimate uh, and I'm doing less and less estimates because we just brought Audra in to, to take the, the load of that just because I can't uh, service the customers after the estimate. I'm, I'm just not there to do it. So that's when Tanya takes over. So Audra's helping work there. So we're looking for people who are flexible. Um, they understand the scheduling in the painting industry. It's raining outside right here in Pennsylvania. So I'm sure that the guys aren't probably outside painting right now. So it's only two o'clock and the job got cut. So because they lost half the day, that means four hours somewhere else on a job coming down the road has been delayed. That's just how it works. There's not an unlimited amount of painters on there. And that's how every painting company does it. If you're promising, over promising and not delivering, that's when people get mad at you. Uh, and then the last one is just nasty clients, people who aren't nice to you. Uh, why would you want to do that? So you'd have to cut those, you have to cut those relationships off as quick as you can. It's not going to get better. So, you know, I, I think we've, some people have learned here that trying to make everything right, trying to make everybody happy all the time, uh, sometimes just makes it worse. And you live in, you live in hell for two weeks as that job's going on. So it's easier to, to end those and, and leave on a peaceful manner. What do you got? Commercial, if you have one. Of course I have one. Let's see where we want to go here. Here you go. Hi, this is country recording artist Matt Weston, and you're watching the Amato podcast. All right. You see a bunch of these people I'm throwing up there. They're all independent music artists. So, I mean, if you can support them, uh, we'll throw their links up. Uh, awesome songs. I mean, I, I was surprised when I heard independent. This is no offense to anybody. When I heard independent music artists, I didn't know what that meant. And I thought it was just, you know, somebody who goes and sings at a, a club or a bar or something. And, and they do that. But they have some awesome work, some video, awesome videos. They, they're charting high as an independent country artist on normal charts. So it's, it's pretty cool. Next, let's get into telling the truth. Telling the truth goes back to um, that estimate. 
listen, when I come out and do an estimate or Audra's doing an estimate now or Tanya or whoever's doing the estimate, it's okay to tell us no. Like it's over. It's all right. I want to make that easier for everybody. Um, I hear no. It's okay. doesn't mean we're not going to be friends with you or if I see you out at the grocery store, I'm going to give you the middle finger or something. Um, it's okay. So you don't have to tell us how great everything was and you like how our system is and the virtual estimating and how everything is super and you like the videos and all the information that we give you and how the price is good and everything's right. And uh, I'm going to talk over it with my family and get right back to you. And yeah, we want to get it scheduled right away. And then you're gone. And you might say that sounds crazy, but again, we'll talk to some other painting companies. It happens all the time. And that's a breakdown somewhere in the process. So that's something that I have to deal with, but um, it's okay to tell us, no, I would rather hear yes, but I'd rather hear no than have to email you more than one time. So we try to, to, to sell our estimates either right away on the phone or we create another appointment to, to talk about it the next time. Uh, the follow-up process, we're just not into that. We don't want to go back and forth. We don't want to, to have price comparisons with other companies. It's just not what we're into. Um, you know, I always my philosophy is at home is if you have somebody come out and give you an estimate and you feel totally comfortable with them and the price is somewhere in your budget, uh, or maybe it's a little more and you have to open up a little bit. Uh, that's who you go with. Use somebody you're comfortable with, whether that's me or somebody else, that's fine. It's okay. But uh, I would not make this a price issue. I mean, you don't, when you go out to dinner, you don't walk into the restaurant usually, I guess. I, I don't I don't. If you go into the restaurant, you know what you're getting into. If I go to um, Arby's or if I go to Lone Star or if I go to um, Emeralds, I know what I'm paying in each of them. So, I mean, that's the same thing for any other service you get. If you go to hair salon A, hair salon B, and then you go to that nice hair salon when they give you wine and you sit down and everything's great and they have, you know, chocolates and all that other stuff, you know, you're paying more. They're not doing that stuff for free. And that's the experience that you get. So don't be afraid to say no. It's cool. I'd rather have you say no. And we, we just delete you from the system and everybody's good and we don't have to keep following up on you. And we're still friends. Jump into the proper estimating. Yeah, and I want to talk to this is another thing we can talk to contractors next week. First, I want to talk about um, we get a lot of solicitations from all the lead services. So if you don't know it and you're not in the contracting business, estimating is not free. There is no free estimate usually. You're you're paying for advertising somewhere. You're paying to to get these customers either through Google or through Facebook ads, or, I mean, you got to pay your estimator to go out and do the estimate. Even if it's you, you have to pay yourself, right? Um, and then there's the lead services. So there's Angie's List, um, Home Advisor. I'm trying to think of the other ones. I don't even know. We don't use the, we don't use the lead services. Tried them in the past, did not work for us. The one issue we have and I'm going to get into proper estimating. I'm just, this is my rant right now is these lead services will call up and blatantly lie on the phone. They will say they've talked to me. This happens with a lot of salespeople too. So not just the, not just the lead services. They will get somebody on the phone who answers our phone and say, Hey, I just talked to Ryan last week and it's okay. If you, you know, you put me through to him and I want to talk to him and, and finalize the conversation that we had. And I had never talked to them. Happens all the time. It, it's happened with, um, I don't want to say who. It's happened with one of the lead services last week, and they do it all the time. It's very underhanded. Um, it happens a lot with people who are selling ad spaces in magazines. They'll say, hey, we have a, a job for you, a lead for you. Give us a call. And we call, and it's not a lead. It's 
they're trying to sell us advertising in these books. So uh, again, I would never buy from somebody like that who's doing that. Uh, just be honest when you call up and we'll go from there. So proper estimating for anybody who's in the estimating business, whether contracting or, or whatnot, you it's not just guessing. You're not just throwing numbers out there. Hopefully not. You're using historical information that you have either in your head or for us in a computer that you know how long it took you to do something before, and hopefully a few times before. Um, without that information, you don't know if your estimates are ever right or how much money that you're making or losing. So some of the painters won't do it for you. You have to kind of make it a company policy to track. Maybe your project manager can do it. When they're going out to the jobs and checking on people and painters, just make a little logbook. I mean, how many doors did Mike paint today? How many of these doors did Mike paint today? How many French doors can Jim paint or Tina paint in a day? Can she do two? Can she do four? Can she do six? Is that primed and finished or is it just two coats of finish? And then it's so easy. You know, you can do four French doors in a day. And now you have this huge estimate coming up that has 30 French doors on it. You just do the numbers and there's your estimate. So that's when I get to these big commercial estimates and I'll take people out with me from the company and they're looking at this huge building and thinking, oh my God, how am I going to estimate this? And I'm like, oh, it's easy. You just break it down. I know we've done the same building before and there's 40 sections of this building. How long does it take you to do one section? That's it. Don't be afraid. So as long as you have information backing you, the estimate process is pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, I would like to talk to somebody if there's any painters listening out there on how you do your interior full home painting estimates. When you start getting into weird angles and those foyers that have the vaulted ceilings, um, I think it's an area that a lot of painting companies struggle with. Uh, they're hard for me. Um, the other issue is itemizing estimates. It's one of the worst things for me. I know people do it because of budgetary uh, reasons. What we like to do is give one full price and then start backing things out of that one full price. Um, the itemize an estimate takes a long time. That's not a free estimate. That is a consultation. So uh, we just want to make that known. But um, again, itemizing is usually budgetary. Um, I like to think positively that they're not trying to itemize your estimate to go compare it to other itemized estimates. That's what a commercial contractor would do, a general contractor. They're comparing line items. That's not the same for residential work. What else do we got there? Kind of ran through all of them right there. I mean, what else is going on? We're working on we're working on a canal boat down down in Easton. We're we're actually we did the outside of it. Now we're doing the interior portion of the hull. So we're using a lot of um, industrial products there, epoxies. Um, I believe they're using an epoxy mastic on it today. They're dealing with, little did I know, boats take on water in the bottom. So they're pumping water out every day, trying to keep it clean and dry um, from a previous paint job that the client feels wasn't done correctly by somebody else. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really give my opinion there. Uh, so we're working on that. We are working on a lot of exteriors. I know that. Um, I worked on myself an interior apartment complex last week. I just got a schedule for that. That looks like it's going to be pretty good. Um, and that's for me, that's the kind of work I, I'm used to. I do commercial work, industrial work, um, quick repaints. I don't do a lot of residential work personally. The company does. Um, a lot of epoxy floors coming up. We have a huge floor coming up over at um, uh, a business to not that I can't name. Um, and that's really it. I did want to talk about one thing. I had uh, customers. I want to talk about customers. I've had a few customers ask one today, and this is no offense to this customer, to be able to drive by other homes that we have painted. I would never give out a client's home address. I don't want anybody driving by my house. Um, I am not sending anybody out to anybody's houses. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I get the idea that they want to go see in person what, what, 
what we do. Um, I actually get it for cabinets a lot. Can we go to somebody's house and go in their kitchen, which is, I think, a little odd. I had, um, I don't want to go into all the other ones because I don't want to, <laughs> but uh, we can't do that. I'm not doing that. I can't have somebody drive out to somebody's house. Uh, what we can do is we put every job up. There's no jobs that we don't put up, good or bad. They go up on Facebook. They go up on Instagram. They go up on everywhere, YouTube. I mean, you can follow us there. We'd be glad to send you pictures. Um, just can't have you go out to somebody's house. I mean, that's the last thing you want, especially in these times. If somebody's sitting out in front of your house, I've had people call the police on me doing estimates out in front of somebody's house because they just see somebody or something's going on in the neighborhood the last couple of weeks. And all of a sudden here comes, you know, me and I'm sitting out in my truck out in front of somebody's house and I've had the police come out. Um, so it's not something that we want to get into. We're not sending anybody out to anybody's house. Uh, we'll be glad to give you any other information that you want pictures. Um, I mean, we have a slew of references, um, and whatnot. What else? That's all I got. <laughs> no, send us your questions. Uh, we'd love to hear your painting questions, struggles, troubles, anything like that. We're going to reach out to some painting contractors in the next week or so and bring on some other guests that are I know that are interesting. Um, I can think about three or four off the top of my head who maybe will pop on and, and give us their their side of the painting industry and stuff that we don't do. Um, you know, high-end, residential, high-end, not not even like the houses that are around here. I'm talking the ultimate finishes. That wouldn't be something that is typically uh, around here. Um, maybe some wall covering, some faux finishing that's still still popular. And uh, I want to talk to them about their struggles, business struggles, client struggles, and whatnot. So that looks like it's it for us. Cool. See you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're looking for social media content for your contracting business, painting contractors, carpenters, electricians, any type of contractor, please check us out on Instagram at Amato Media or check us out on LinkedIn. We can definitely help you all out. So have a great day.